Hey everyone, and welcome to Already Cancelled. I am Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about Star Trek, the original series, season 2, episode 24. It is called The Ultimate Computer. So, full spoilers for the episode, as always. Uh, so, we had a bit of a stinker last week. Yeah, and uh, you know how the last few would be going, you know, we'd do a good one. We'd mm-hmm. do a good one. Uh-huh. I think we finally got it. Uh, this is pretty good. So, the plot of this one is that uh, Daystrom is this, this you know, mad inventor. Well, I say mad. He's, he's well respected. He's, 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 he's the, uh, I don't know, who do I compare him to? I don't know. <laughs> but he's, 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 he's held in high regard. He invented a bunch of stuff over his career. And he's got this fancy new computer called the M5, which the Enterprise... Oh. Tesla. That's who you... There you go. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah, Elon Musk. So, you know, like that, that, yeah, all that stuff. I mean, he's got a big flamethrower right now. He's got, <laughs> got a big flamethrower. Oh, right oh. Now. Google Elon Musk flamethrower. You'll thank me. I'm pretty sure I've seen a headline about that. Like, so, it's, so, so like a country was it Australia asked them for like. Oh, you're thinking of the battery. Was that was that battery? A giant says, battery, yeah. Where they, they, can, they were like, they can do X thing, and it was like this impossible amount. He went away for a few months and came back and went here. It is. Yeah, they they had to build this battery in so long for whatever reason. They were like, it's going to cost this much, and he went. Nah, it's not going to take that long. I could do that in 100 days. And then went, yeah, come on then. He goes, if I don't do it in 100 days, it'll be free. And he did it in 100 days. Of course. Of course, of course yeah. he did. Uh, so the Enterprise has been called in to test out his new computer, the M5. And the basic test is that it might be able to like operate the Enterprise without much of a crew. Almost none, in fact. And, you know, Kirk's objective, that's is silly, like, you can't, you know, you need a crew, you know, there's 400 plus people normally on a starship, that's how much we need. So he's he's very much against it, but, you know, that's the orders, so they're going to do it, and, you know, Daystrom's on the ship, and he's, he's hooking it all up, and, you know, uh, McCoy's very sceptical, Spock's just kind of interested, he's kind of fascinated, oh, this is very high, high you know, high tech, sir, uh, you know, mm. Spock walking his logical way, uh, and McCoy's making a lot of jokes about him preferring computers because logic. Uh, Spock and McCoy are at a a high point in this episode. They are indeed. Uh, and then the episode, so the episode actually kind of splits into two halves. The first half of the episode is Kirk being faced with the possibility that he will be put out of a job because computers can just do it without him. Mm, uh, that that's not something we're still talking about, is it? Uh, it's not like Amazon are releasing, you know, opening stores that you don't need any staff for, and you can just go in. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it started with with self checkout machines. Now we have yeah. Who needs even those? Just pay on your phone. Yeah, I, I feel like you'll have like one staff member in these stores who's just there in case something starts malfunctioning to, you know, fix it up. Yeah, yeah that, they'll have one or two it's of those people. Just to make sure people people are just you know scanning what they say. Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. Uh, but obviously, this goes to the time period. I think as well is this this fear uh, of jobs being taken over machines. I'm sure factories were upgrading a lot uh, at this oh, time. Yeah. And uh, so you've got this thing, this idea that he's going to be, uh, you know, redundant essentially after this, and like, and it questions his, you know, his character. Like, does he like the prestige? Does he like the honor that comes with this job? The you know, being a starship captain is without that. Like, can his ego take the hit that maybe he's not needed anymore? That's kind of the first half of the episode. And then the second half of the episode is, oh no, the computers went mad, and it's going to kill us all. We have to stop it. <laughs> and I love both halves. 
they're very distinct halves, but yes, both both halves are pretty enjoyable. I think the first half is a bit more interesting from a character point of view, and then not to say there's not not interesting character stuff in the second half because I think the whole argument that it's actually equally just Daystrom's ego that that gets us to this point with the machine itself, yeah, is 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 fascinating because he he himself is trying to make himself feel worthy because they, they mentioned oh he he you know he, he hit it big young he invented something at like 22 and it was like the huge thing and basically yeah, they have a since, nobel prize and yeah. they use it on every ship now that was another thing they did uh they mentioned nobel prize and then something else there was just this made up other planet I th- thing i think no no i think it was you know how you get like nobel prize in physics nobel prize in whatever i think it was no, no, that no. but in a new field no they mentioned another prize he said oh, the Nobel, Nobel Prize and the something prizes. There was definitely oh, okay. two prizes. Oh. It was, there was a made-up one, which is why I can't remember it, because it was some yeah. different thing. Either way, g- genius dude when he was, like, yeah. young. And they say, oh, he's been trying to recapture that glory ever since, because now he's just, you know, he'll write journals, people, like, you know, ask him about his work, but, he, like, he's, he's not he's seen as, as important anymore. You don't, you don't want to peek at that age. No. Uh, well, we, we certainly did not. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 got, we got plenty of time yet. Our prime is ahead. Oh, God. That's a scary thought. What, what is our peak? Oh, God. <laughs> if we've peaked, then what's the point? Uh, oh, if, we've, if we've peaked, the world's doomed. Yeah. We may as well just end it now. Yeah. Anyway. So, we have, we have robot computer goes nuts in the second half. Because it starts just killing anything. Like there's a there's a there's like a drone ship at one point that there's no passengers on it, but the the computer just like says, "Oh, this is a threat," and just blasts it and destroys the whole thing. And Kirk and all that, like, hey, we were lucky that I had no one on it. Like if people were on that, that would have killed them. Yeah, I think they never address it, but I was wondering is the reason it does kill it is because it because there was no one on it because it it, it kind of signals it and it doesn't get a response because there's yeah. no one there to send a response. I I assume. If it had gotten one, it wouldn't have destroyed it, right? Look, look at you. Yeah, but it, it it takes leaps. You say that then, but then it starts blasting at the other Federation ships later on. Yeah, yeah. It becomes this self-preservation. It's too human, almost. It's 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 alive, essentially. Because yeah, that's what we find out later on, is that uh, Daystrom actually kind of like put some of his own en- engrams into it. So it's, it's, it's like a duplication so of part of him. It's based on him, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's 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 trying to like preserve because that's kind of what he's doing in a weird way is he's trying to self preserve by may, may try to make himself feel uh, like he's needed like he's necessary like that's that's what he yeah. wants to feel essentially which is which is why it's funny because the episode does have that nice dichotomy of Kirk in the first half feeling like he he's worried that he won't be necessary anymore and then Daystrom the entire time is trying to prove that he is still necessary yeah I'm also a little bit surprised didn't go a little bit further with it it was almost like oh no it's self aware it's you know it's trying to make sure it exists and they didn't really mm. delve into the ai angle as much as i thought they were going to no they really didn't um it, it felt it, like they were setting it up it's played is very logical rather than it's making a choice uh if that mm. makes sense because it's just like okay we try to shut off its power oh it's found another power source so now it's draining power from the the, the warp core so it has unlimited power essentially now yeah uh, and I was like, okay, all right. So we're doing those things, and there was a, a Windows noise there because I hit the space key. <laughs> I apologize. You got too enthusiastic. I don't know. I, I use my hands a lot when I'm talking. You don't see all of it on the screen because they're, you know, it's out of the frame. But you know, I'm, I'm constantly, I'm constantly yeah. doing this just under the frame, essentially. Uh, I don't know why, but uh, it's, it's more professional when you can't see it. It is, it is. And the only times you do see it is when it gets really animated because it's you know the points really that important, so it, it yeah, comes up gotta, here. Gotta, gotta get higher. Yeah. So it feels like I'm I'm 
you know conservative with it, but I'm really not. I'm just be- I'm just below the screen. It's just constantly yeah. going. Yeah, I'm just I'm basically playing a piano down here. You just can't see it. Like, just, mm. My hands are just going. Uh, but yeah, so so the action stuff's kind of fun. Uh, I I do think maybe the rest of the Federation decide they need to destroy the Enterprise a little bit too quickly. <laughs> yeah, just a touch. Yeah. Because what, what, once they sort of engage, because it's, it's all a test, like everything they encounter, other than the, the random drone ship, everything's set up, it's maybe a test to see how the computer reacts, so it's not meant to actually do any like firing of like photons or anything. Yeah, they, I think they set the to one one hundredths power in the first encounter, like just enough to you know register a hit, but not enough to do anything. Yeah, just a little tap, a little, little tap yeah. through. And obviously, it starts firing on them, and they mention that it kills people. Like, oh, we've lost fifty people on this ship. That other ship lost twelve. Like you know, like mm-hmm. we're losing people all over. Uh, and it is nice how when Kurt kind of like they've, they've kind of gotten the gotten control of the M five eventually, and the ships are coming to destroy the Enterprise. They've heard over the comms that this is happening, but the computers like their comms to like call out are still down. They can't talk to them. Yeah. So Kirk's plan is just lower the shields and play. Not dead, but just play, you know, vulnerable. Deliberately be vulnerable. Basically be an unarmed target. They yeah. won't fire on an unarmed person, essentially. Yeah. And th- there is the chance, of course, that this is a tactic that the computer might have used to, to you know, to lure them into a trap. Mm. And Kirk, as he says at the end, he gambled on the humanity of uh, this other starship captain yeah. to, like, make... Because he knows him personally. He's like, no, he'll make the call. He'll trust the humanity that this might be a plea to say, hey, we've got it under control, but just... We're not quite ready to Yeah, call it's something it I really like, because early on they address how, you know, one of the main reasons that they haven't just replaced with computers is, you know, the human instinct. Yeah. And you know, that gut feeling. Yeah. And they kind of address that early by saying, no, 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 he put his engrams in on it, you know, he, so it has instinct of some sort. It has enough to go on, but it doesn't have, you know, compassion still. Yeah, it doesn't have compassion or empathy. Uh, and again, it, it kind of comes back to those classic ideas of whenever you have like a robot or AI story mm-hmm. where you know uh either you have a story of a, of a robot learning those qualities because they, they actually do have a soul of some sort if you want to put it that way or you have this is why people are better than a machine doing it because they can make judgment calls they can say sure okay yeah logically i should let that child die and save like the five adults but like a human being might not make that call a human being yeah. might go for the kid instead yeah uh, exactly not us because we hate kids but most some people would sure Idiots. I mean, I, unless they're really old people. I, I like how there was a pause there. You might fight me on it to, to play the... I, I thought about it. To go against the joke, and you thought, no, I'm just going to go deep, in deep. Was... <laughs> yeah, no, I'm all in. For the record, there's the kid drone, there's a cat drone, and I don't know what I'm saving. Right, I'm, I'm saying that right now. See, that's tough. I'll get scratched in the process, but I don't care. The cat's living. That's, that's really tough. If I've got time, if the kid's still alive, I'll, I'll jump back in, but they don't... I mean, how old's the kid? Is it a really annoying age? Ah, like seven, when they're just always talking and asking questions. Oh, even I might take the cat in this instance. <laughs> 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 uh, if you take the cat back to an owner, they may give you a reward for finding the cat. Oh, they might. Uh, the parents with the kid, they're just going to be like, oh, of course you saved the kid, you're supposed to save the kid. Oh, yeah. You get a cash reward for that. No. Sometimes tangible, I feel like, tangible things. Uh, that's how you win. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes I feel like we're just playing characters, and it's always sunny. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, uh, yeah, that last two minutes was a joke, by the way, just because anyone starts commenting with with obscene things. Uh, so, 
so yeah, it's episode about humanity and why humanity is important. And uh, Kirk feeling because there's, there's that scene where the other captain because they do a test and they, the computer performs so well that they call what was the word? Uh, Dun- Dunster. Dunson or Denson or something like that. Dunson, yeah. Ca- Captain Denson. And everyone in the room but McCoy kind of like, it looks like, oh, geez, that was like, that was harsh. And oh, Kirk gets really yeah. upset and he gets out of the room and McCoy's like, what the hell's that? Who the hell is this Captain Dunson? And it's like, and Spock explains, oh, it's a, it's a term that's used at the academy uh, for mid-level cadets. Uh, it's basically used to describe someone who's uh, irrelevant and useless. Yeah. And I thought, that's a dick move coming from the other captain. Like, yeah, it like is. your job's getting replaced as well, Sunshine. It's not like it's just going to be Kirk. <laughs> yeah, but he's relishing in in, yeah. in the the winning almost, even though he's kind of losing. Yeah, and so so Kirk goes and sulks, and McCoy brings him some booze to 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 try and calm him down a little bit. But that's mm. that's kind of thing. It's it's funny. It's it's almost like it had to kind of go there so we could have a resolution of sorts, but at the same time, you almost kind of think, wouldn't it have been fascinating if we never got the computer goes mad part of the story? Yeah, yeah, it would. Or, I shouldn't say go mad, it goes dangerous, it becomes dangerous because of yeah. its logic. Uh, it's not exactly psychotic necessarily. So, uh, but no, I, I enjoyed both half the episode. Like you say, there's, Spock actually cracks a couple of jokes in this one. Oh, he does. At the start, him and McCoy are back and forth at each other. Yeah. I and think, it, you know, I think uh, McCoy's saying how, oh, I hate when these things are redundant. And and Spock says, you know, there is one thing I wish computers had replaced. Uh, the chief medical officer. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a good joke. And at the end of the episode, when they're, they're debating again, and they're basically Kirk and McCoy are doing their thing where they're poking fun at Spock and trying to get him to admit that he likes having humans around. Because like, you know, they're saying, oh, what would you rather have, humans or machines? Uh, and he, he just, you know, again, he cracks a, a joke about, hey, I said they were efficient uh, and therefore superior. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. Um, one of my favourite back and forths, I think, is, uh, you know, the computer's done something impressive but dangerous. Mm. And, you know, McCoy's horrified and Spock's, you know, looking as he does. And McCoy goes, don't you dare say that was fascinating. Because he always is fascinating, it, yeah. Yeah, he always goes, it was interesting. <laughs> cracked me up so much uh, that actually reminds me of an old joke from Only Fools and Horses of all things do you remember uh, for anyone who doesn't watch Only Fools and Horses there was a character on that show Uncle Albert who used to always say he used to always tell stories about the war and he always mm. used to start off sentences by saying during the war and then he'd tell his story it'd always yeah. be a stupid story it'd always be funny oh every time right but there was one episode where he, he was about to talk, and the main character, uh, Dell says, if you say during the war, I swear, yeah, I'm going to hit you or something like that, right? And he just pauses, goes, I wasn't going to say during the war. During the uh, international conflict of 1939 to 1945, and it just reminded me of that, because that's what Spock does yeah, here. Yeah, he goes, yeah. no, I won't say that, but it is interesting. Yeah, yeah, I'm Joe Rewatch of Only Falls and Horses. It's been a few years. That's been, that's been, I could, could watch it. Uh, I do love that show. But, no, nah, so... I like that. I, I like um, yeah. I like I like the just the actual like danger, the action of the second half with the you know, yeah. they're, they're in danger. They're going to shoot the ships, and we can't really blame them for trying to shoot us. And you know, at one point when they're willing to like sacrifice the ships, like Kirk's like, yeah, but I mean, if we, I mean, because we know there's only twenty crew on board, including them, because yeah. which is funny because to us that looks the exact same because we only ever see about the same amount of people. Yeah, yeah. But uh, like, there's, oh yeah, I mean, twenty of us for all these other ships that would. You know, otherwise go down like that is worth the sacrifice if we have to have to destroy it. Uh, but I like that. I, I like that when it it does slip switch to that second half though. Daystrom trying to 
like keeps saying, "No, no, I can fix it," and the computer's doing what it's yeah, supposed he's to. He's constantly trying to justify it, isn't he? Yeah, it? uh, it's a lot like Kirk in the first half, kind of like trying to like prove that he's still, you know, it's, he's still it parallels relevant. nicely, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, so so there's a nice thing there, um, and it's always and as um, McCoy points out, uh, you always feel bad, but you know, tough luck to everyone else who loses their jobs because robots and machines have advanced. Yeah. But it's always different when it gets to you, an issue. Yeah. Admittedly, I can't see a starship captain ever being the job that gets taken. No, no. The person in charge is pretty much the safe one, typically. Usually speaking, yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that said, the computer justified its choices, you know, when it was like, okay, what's the landing party? Mm. If the computer's the one making the choices, it is the captain, essentially. Assuming oh, it, it didn't well, go mad. Well, that, that, that's where it maybe became more interesting. And I, I'd argue there that, well, it shouldn't be making the choices, but it's the sort of thing where when Kirk's making that choice, he could like, ask the computer for recommendations. Because the reason why it picks one of the... the, the geologists. Geologists. It's because they have specifically uh, examined something in this sector before. There was like specific experience that he couldn't have known. Like, it wasn't like... Yeah, because you know, Kirk goes, oh, I'll take that one. He's the chief. He's the most experienced. This guy's kind of new in... in, the, in yeah. In the ranks anyway and it was pretty logical it was just a piece of information that would have affected it um but what i loved about this it was almost a meta joke because they can because it's like he, he picks a landing party kirk does and he picks the a couple of science guys and he's like oh and also mccoy and myself and then the computer doesn't pick him and mccoy and it does actually raise that question why do they always go in the landing party what you know the captain shouldn't be going on landing parties almost never that, 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 no, exactly that, like, and, and the computer's like you know it's like well you know it, it Get rid of the non-essential personnel. <laughs> yeah, uh, the real reason, though, and I think this is something that comes up in uh, TNG a little bit more, at least from the, the few episodes that I saw from the, the, the first season, is that Raker, who's the first officer, is obsessed with you know keeping the captain safe, but the captain still insists on going to landing parties. And I'm like, if you're going into like an, un- an unknown situation, you know that, that could be dangerous. You would never let the captain go, but it still happens. But it's his call ultimately, so you can't stop him. Oh, sure, yeah. Uh, but no, I was, I was also a little meta jokes like, oh yeah, why does Kirk always put himself on the landing parties? I, I thought that was kind of funny. Because so. there's ladies on the planets. Potentially. Is, yeah. is the answer. Potentially, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, that, that, that's some, why. Some cool ship names in this. We've got the, you know, the Excalibur and the, the mm. Woden. It's like, ooh, I, I, you know, it's nice to see interesting names. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's fair. Uh, yeah, computer itself, like glorious 60s nonsense. Oh, exactly, exactly what I would expect. Yeah, blinking really. lights and all sorts. Uh, and a little sort of weird sort of like... Almost like a fishbowl. <laughs> yeah, doing like a sine wave sort of thing. Yeah, it was, it was almost like water waving and like a fishbowl. It was this, yeah. this little screen thing they had on it. But uh, hey-ho, hey-ho. Uh, so no, it was a fairly solid episode. I wouldn't necessarily put it up there with the best of the best, but I think it was a solid episode. That... Definitely the best we've had in a while, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so no, uh, we're actually getting dangerously close to the end of the season. Now. We've got two episodes left, and then we'll be doing our top five episodes of the of the season and worst three. Maybe even do our worst five this time because there's been a few stinkers in this one. Yeah, we'll see how we're feeling. Yeah, but uh, that that is episode uh, twenty four, the ultimate computer. So let us know what you think of this one in the comments below. Like, subscribe, all the usual stuff. Get us on the twitters at mail underscore fuzz, and if you want to support the channel and get these episodes a week early, you can go over to patreon.com slash mailfuzztv. Uh, there'll be a link in the description. Uh, but otherwise, that is that is us. So thank you once again. Keep watching TV, guys, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>